um, talk me through your your thoughts on Tinder. Tinder. So someone I know who we will have like really long, almost sort of philosophical chats about, you know, everything. Um, they were on, she was on Tinder for like a long time and she took such a sort of a grievance to it that she, um, I think she actually, I think she might have actually written like some kind of thesis or something about it because of her experience. I mean, this is from like the woman's perspective because I think it's like, it's quite a lot into the fact that it's, I don't know. It's all about like the male gaze and everything. It's all just like a meat market. But she yeah. was saying it's like, it's kind of, um, it is like the worst way to meet someone. But then I know loads of people who've met their partners on it. So it obviously isn't universally bad, but I think it has to work for people. Like whenever I tried it, I just went, nah, this is not even remotely how I want to meet someone. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I, as I said to you earlier, but I'll say again for the listeners. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I uh, I rejoined it mm. today because of a breakup a while ago, and um, it's really horrible. It feels it really is, depressing. Yeah, and um, but I did meet my ex girlfriend on Tinder. Yeah, I don't like really know what ago. is bad about it. I can't really put my finger on it. Well, I always so. thought it was bad. Um, it's like you're, it's like when you walk uh, into like a pub or a bar and you just get a feeling as soon as you walk in there like this is, this is not a nice place. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know. I know one started a fight with you or anything, but it's like I I don't really want to buy drinks here. You know? I was on it before I met my ex. I was on it for I reckon two years off and on. Yeah, and I had very mixed experiences with it because when I um, first started, I remember just it being incredibly depressing. Um, it was like <laughs> when it first started. Like, well, when I oh, first, when, when first I first started, started yeah, yeah. On, on it, which is probably not that long after it started. Yeah, um, I was an early uh, <laughs> yeah yeah an early um, beta tester of, <laughs> <laughs> of Tinder, um, and I I always tell this story about it. Um, I just split up with a girl who was like best friends with my little sister, which had caused a bit of a sort of, right, you know, okay. I mean, <clears throat> we all got over it in the end and I went out with this girl for a little while, probably about six months. And um, I was really upset because we'd broken up. And um, my little sister said, oh, you should try this Tinder thing. And I was like, that looks a bit weird, you know. Um, and also it's a bit strange that my little sister was telling me this because I'd heard it was kind of maybe a bit, but then, you know, apparently it's, you know, that's a common misconception that it's mm. like a uh, hooking up app as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, exactly. Because actually my, be ex- my experience yeah. of it is that every female on it is looking yeah. for something serious. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Who's every female that's a real person anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe a lot of guys see it a different way. Yeah. But we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, but I... Yeah, my little sister um, told me to join and... I was like, yeah, maybe. And I went home that night and I searched within like a 10 mile radius of my, um, my house. And, um, at the time and two people came up. The first was my little sister. Oh, <laughs> right. Fucking hell. Yeah. And the second was, was the girl that yeah. dumped me. <laughs> my little sister's friend. And then, and I obviously said no to both of those people. <laughs> and, um, and then it went, no one else around you. <laughs> 
That's uh, almost like when I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, well, that's, that's your... quite ridiculous. That's your field exhausted. Um, so I then decided that I might need to travel a little bit <laughs> in order to date. <laughs> and, um, and I did, and I had a few dates that was incredibly depressing, like uh, nice enough people, um, but just nothing... Yeah, even pe- even ones where I was like, this person is, seems like we could get along and this could yeah. be something. Um, even in those t- occasions, those rare occasions, um, I found myself like thinking, I can't see this person again. Because yeah. it's just, I don't know, it just seemed like a really weird thing that I didn't know this person see, at all. that's the thing, before. there's two levels of it. There's the, the meat market aspect, which is the immediate aspect. And then there's the, when you actually meet up with someone, you've gone through the meat market aspect and that's all you know about each other. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I saw a picture of you the other day and thought, hmm, I'd like to fuck you. <laughs> Do you want a drink? <laughs> it's like, that's just the worst way to get to know someone. But then it works with people. I know someone who's got a wife and a kid through it. Yeah, like, it, no, that's completely well, it, works, it, it, you know? And they're like you know, normal people. I so, did, despite you know. having just broken up, with this person, I we were together for two and a half years, and exactly. we met on Tinder. Yeah, um, but that, that was for me. That I mean, the meeting must have been much better than online swiping and shit. So the meeting beyond the meat market was like, oh yeah, I, I now know you, and you're yeah, a cool absolutely. person, and I want to go out with you. Yeah, basically, absolutely. And I never ever would have met her. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, it 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 worked, um, but I did have like. You know, I was on it for a couple of years before I met her, and I. And she was the first kind of successful. She was the first. Like, no, I'd. I don't even remember because I was kind of living. I was. I think we were living together at the time. You and me, I mean. Um, and I had a few things that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Lasted, you know, maybe like two months or so. Yeah. Um, but I'll be completely honest. The reason why they did is because I was I. After a few, I'm not really very proud of this, but after a few kind of months of just sort of dating girls that kind of, you know, I was being very picky. Yeah. Um, I then started thinking, well, do, doing the absolute, like, you know, the thing that every male does on mm. Tinder, um, and just sort of started saying yes to a date with pretty much anyone that I yeah, yeah. vaguely fancied. Yeah. Um, the worst thing I've ever done, probably one of the worst things I've ever done in my life, <laughs> Is uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you. I'm not going to say any names, obviously, but no. like um, I don't know if you remember a, a girl that I dated for a bit in Bath. You definitely met her because we were definitely living together at the time. And um, uh, I'll tell you which one it is, maybe later on. <laughs> I'm trying um, to when the mic, yeah, This was like three years ago. Yeah, we are going back yeah. a while. We're, oh, more than three years. Yeah, like maybe yeah. four. Um, but uh, anyway, I met this girl and she was nice, and we and you know we hooked up that night, and I thought she's nice i'm never gonna go out with her yeah as in she's just not girlfriend material no, for no. me i don't you know no um instead of um you know telling her that or whatever i just kept seeing her because i'm a man and yeah, <laughs> I, yeah and i fancied yeah. her and yeah, i don't yeah. know, i enjoyed spending time with her it was well, nice you don't, if it, i liked not, dating yeah. her yeah. you know i don't think there's anything like too no, no, terrible on that but no. um but uh yeah after about the the worst thing i did was she went on holiday uh, to Australia for like a while, and I can't remember this. Person. I didn't speak to her at all, uh, and she came back and obviously just, you know, figured that I probably wasn't interested in seeing her again. Yeah, yeah. But then I heard she'd come back, and so I saw her again a couple of times. Right. <laughs> 
And um, so she obviously got the impression that, you know, I'd missed her while she was on holiday and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and, you know. Um, and then she, the last time I saw her was like one of the lowest days <laughs> because um, uh, we were in Bath and she lived in Bath. <coughs> she said something about like being with me. She just said, I was just like, it was in a joke. She kind of like said you know, amongst a joke, she kind of said, oh, I wouldn't be with you if you blah, 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 blah. And I went, Oh no, she thinks that we're an item. Yeah. And I can't remember how I broached onto the subject of like, Oh, like we need to have a talk, mm. but I did it kind of carefully, I think. But anyway, we ended up having a, we ended up sitting in the park and having this chat. And I said, Oh, I haven't really, said you know we haven't really had this conversation yet but i think we should that you know i'm i'm um not really ready for anything yeah, at yeah. All when i just kind of want to be by myself and blah, blah blah and um she cried in the park like really badly oh man <laughs> and so i was sat in this park <laughs> um with this girl and she was in tears <laughs> and i just remember thinking did you walk away <laughs> I, remember thinking, I honestly remember thinking um my trains leaving soon. <laughs> like I'm gonna have to wait around for another hour if I or like two hours if I don't get this train. So anyway, she kept crying and I really didn't want to leave. So because obviously she, she was crying, but I I did need to get my train. Um, so I uh, decided not to get the train uh, and cheer her up. And so she sort of cheered up a bit. Um, and then I was like, oh well, actually I've just missed the train, so I'd, I've got an hour to kill. Um, so we went back to hers and had sex. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then afterwards, that's the worst thing I've ever done. That's not even that bad. It's quite bad. Come on. It's quite bad because... I've heard way worse Because she was like, still kind of crying whilst we're having sex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad, isn't it? Yeah, and then I yeah. left to get the next train and I never saw her again. <laughs> Kind of a weird situation. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, just, I feel really bad about that one. <laughs> yeah, at least you feel bad. Then there was the girl. Um, oh, I can't say her name. We gave her a name. <laughs> that's even worse. That's, that's worse than that. But I can't. Give <laughs> <laughs> her names. No, the thing is, I can't say. Oh, okay. Her name wasn't Sally. Mm -hmm. But I hope this is still going to be funny. If you, you it is, this is still funny. <laughs> But you're going to have to pretend her name was Sally, okay? Because it wasn't, but it was something else being with S, okay? Um, actually, no, we went on a date. Sorry, I'll start at the beginning. We went on a date it, where she lived, and she lived in quite a shitty town, Trowbridge. Mm. Um, <laughs> Not going to give a fake name to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, it's a big place. And also, her name isn't Sally, so... Um, <laughs> I protect the innocent on this podcast, okay? That I hundred Trowbridge Sandra's <laughs> just went, what the fuck? Um... Anyway, so we went on this date in Trowbridge and um, it, she was really nice. Like, I really, I really liked her. And she was kind of interesting, like, in the, like her interests were kind of a bit crazy. Um, but she was so crazy. She was, like, she kept getting sort of angry. And I, like, it was on the first date as well. Bear in mind, I just met her. She kept getting angry. Um, I sort of couldn't work out whether I liked it or not. I was like, she's quite feisty. I quite, you know. Um, she was a bit taller than me as well. So it was mm. all, and, and she sort of kept, um, you know making jokes about my height and stuff. <laughs> it's just a bit mean. It's a great but, but yeah, it was a bit odd. Anyway, but I really fancied, like, I found her kind of alluring. Yeah. Uh, and I and I did find her physically attractive. Um, so anyway, we did uh, we did kiss at the end of the night and stuff and um, greeted each other again. Um, and 
she came to Froome, uh, like maybe like a few days later. And we went out <laughs> to, um, to a restaurant, which was a steakhouse kind of restaurant. And uh, which is what? In Froome? Yeah. I, I was going. To, I was not going to say the name. I'm trying to protect the innocent. <laughs> trying to protect. Trying to protect these companies. I'm trying to protect all brands <laughs> and all Tinder matches. Um, uh, we went to. The, do you remember when the corner house used to be a kind like a steak grill kind of thing? It was a restaurant, but this all they. This said, is how much I've been in the pub that was the end of our street. I don't yeah, I know. That. We literally wow. lived opposite it. So that shows how far I took her on a day. <laughs> it was like literally four doors down from our house. Mm. Um, uh, we ordered some steaks and we ordered some onion rings. And she kept going on about how her mum was a chef and how that meant for some reason that she knew everything about cooking and then she, not her mum. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why people do things like that. Um, but she kept saying about these onion rings. She was like, these onion rings just taste like they've been cooked in stale fat. And she was just going on and on and on about this stale fat. They have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe they had, right? And I got, I sort of got what she meant, but they weren't really bothering me that much. And yeah. to be honest with you, who eats all the onion rings anyway? You yeah, you yeah, want yeah. like two and you That's get true, like 20. Actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like you always have them left over. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she just kept talking about this, this stale fat bowl of onion rings. And it just went on and on and on. And then she was like, I'm going to complain. I'm going to complain. Later on, when I was relaying the story to our housemate, um, we came up with the name, her name wasn't Sally, but we came up with the name Stealth Fat Sally. Stealth Fat Sally. <laughs> and she has been forevermore known as Stealth Fat Sally. <laughs> and every time anyone brings up anything about being someone being angry, they go, don't be a Stealth Fat Sally. <laughs> 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 or like, you want to complain or something. Anyway, so then she started having a conversation about um, uh, this time that her ex was just, he said, she said, oh, my ex was a real pussy, you know, couldn't sort of... Um, she sounds a couldn't couldn't right. <laughs> I've not heard one redeeming feature about her throughout this entire story. She actually had really nice Was hair. she a fantastic shag? Ah, oh, you've ruined the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. She wanted me to get angry with this guy with the vape. But then she started telling me about her, how her boyfriend, um, she'd once just told her boyfriend to beat someone up and he wouldn't, and then she dumped him. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah, Christ. Yeah, it's really, it's really strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so anyway... End of the night, I was like, this person isn't a very nice person. No. Um, I fancy her. What do I do? So obviously I took her home and had sex with her. Yeah. And then I never saw her again. And she's been forever known as Stelfa <laughs> Sully. <laughs> uh, not her real name. Um, but yeah, that's like another experience I had. That, that is just sort of... That, that telling her boyfriend to beat someone up, he refusing, so she dumped her, is like... 10 times worse than the bad thing that you said you did at the last story. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. That's yeah. Like, I mean, hell. I wasn't, I wasn't like implying that it was the worst thing that anyone's ever done, but <laughs> it's just the fact that I would, I made someone cry. Oh, like, yeah. I made a, yeah, I made yeah, a young girl at least you were cry. Like, yeah. And it wasn't like you were being honest in a horrible way. It was just, you know, but yeah. Yeah. No, I've, um, I have not had any Tinder experience really. I, I had a week where, for about a day, I was I was um, inadvertently chatting up middle-aged women. So um, that's, that's that's my Tinder experience. Were you uh, targeting middle-aged women? Or no, was that... no. Someone just uh, set up my priorities uh, okay. in the wrong right. way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I've seen other people. I I have a really really vivid memory of sitting in a hostel like rec room fucking years ago, and like when it first came out, and there were these 
these like guys who were younger than me and they were oh man it was it was like they were sort of gargoyles they were literally just like they were just like nah mate oh you're australian as well they were like nah mate she's got uh, look at her fucking tits mate that's not real the fuck is that shit and it's just like look at that her face is like broken and there, there was like another wow. girl in the room by herself I don't know if, and i was like <laughs> i feel really sorry for that one girl i don't even know why well, I'm still here. I feel sorry for all Australians after that impression. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we can publish that. Cause it's quite racist. <laughs> Should we move on from Tinder? Yeah. <laughs> the reason why I'm drinking Nanny States, which is an alcohol-free hoppy ale, is uh, because I've decided to curb my sauce intake somewhat. Um, yeah, and uh, I wondered if you had ever given up drinking, or if I've ever given yeah. up drinking. Yeah, um, not not very successfully. <laughs> um, I uh, this is this is gonna be really. Um, I I watched an episode. We don't have to talk about this. <laughs> Sorry, we. I, I just realised it's quite a heavy subject. I'll say this: I watched an episode of The Simpsons the other day. Right, and. Um, it's you're, you're going to talk about Barney? Or? No, no. Okay. It's the one where Homer gives up drinking for 30 days because he... Um, well, it's inadvertent, actually. He he takes... Uh, him and Barney go to, like, the Duff Brewery for, like, an open day or something, and they just get drunk, like, a tour of the brewery. And um, uh, Homer, like, offers to drive Barney home because Barney's, like, just, like, paralytic. And then they get pulled over... And uh, Homer has to do the whole, you know, um, Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, no, no, like, it's, no, it's like, well, it's not, but it's like, you know, you need to uh, learn, okay. relearn how to drive, basically. Uh, yeah, like, so he uh, has to go back to driver's ed or whatever. That's it, yeah. yeah okay, so, yeah. like, um, Marge says, you know, prove to me that you can not drink for a month. And he, he does. And I was just thinking, I, I would actually struggle with that. Like really, I would. I, I was. I was kind of sitting there thinking, this. This is another. We were talking about the whole Adrian Charles thing earlier, like the documentary where mm. I mean, he is like a fucking crazy drunk. But like, but he actually, from the sounds of it, he has stopped drinking to, to an extent. But like, yeah, I remember watching that and just thinking, yeah, I basically drink every day, like, and I want to drink every day. So do I. It's. it's I've, I've. I've had like four days, five days without drinking, and at the end of that, I really drink yeah and i think a month would be hard actually but i see yeah, even, ta- even taking four or five days though just to sort of yeah, detox yeah, a bit yeah. Is a good i mean thing. it's not like i get blotto every day it's no. like two beers my my average is about can, like two, two to three beers a, a night mm. you know but it is pretty much every night of my life uh or you know <clears throat> pretty much every day of my life yeah and um i, I it has been that way for Definitely a good year, as in I hadn't, until recently, hadn't had a day off drinking yeah. for a good year. And, yeah, trying to get this breakup and... Well, now's the time decide, to drink. Well, now was the time to drink. So, yeah. you know, as soon as... It's, it's been a week since we broke up, exactly. And um, for the first four days, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't work in terms of getting rid of the, like, pain. Yeah. So... I sort of decided that I'll do try and do the opposite and not be too religious about it. Like if I want yeah, to have a yeah. drink, I'll have a drink, but it's, you know, just, I'm going to get some of these non-alcoholic beers cause they taste like beer mm. and, uh, 
some of them are good so you know try it out but um but yeah i just wondered if you'd you'd ever kind of gone i should really curb this <laughs> i can't I, I it depends actually, why you drink yeah, you i know. actually can't think of one i mean as to say as well i've as much as i'm kind of like not i'm not like worried yet but i'm because i'm sort of um i'm definitely aware of it and i have been aware for about a year um but saying that, I've definitely been on the downward curve of drinking for uh, maybe three, four years. Like, I used to drink a lot. I mean, when I ran a bar, when I ran a bar, well, I, was, that'll do it. I was getting fucked every night, basically. Like, yeah. And that was, and before that, I was working in bars, basically getting fucked every other day. So, yeah, that, that was like my early 20s, basically. I mean, again, that's like, if you're you going to do it, that's when you do yeah, it. Yeah, you can do it in your early 20s. I mean, then, I, you know, I could. I can't do it now. Yeah. But then I remember like when I, so when I moved, so I lived in Canada for like two years and then, and I worked in a bar there and then I came back and I, I remember I was really, really, really happy to be back for about a year. Like I, and I never imagined I would be, I was really homesick the last year in Canada. And then I came back and that's why I got into walking actually. Cause I missed, I used to dream about like the English countryside when I was in Canada mm. and I was surrounded by like mountains and shit. And I was like, I just wanted to see like Clay Hill basically. But, um, so I remember, right. So my first year back was touching base with all these people I hadn't seen for a few years, going for loads of walks, eating loads of like hearty English food that I hadn't eaten for like two years and drinking constantly like just going to pubs all the time and I was working in a pub as well and I think I, was, I mean back then I just I just knew like loads of people as well so I was just it was just every opportunity it was like go out for a drink go out for a drink go out for a drink but you do that when you this is before you I mean, that was, you, that was this, when I was you when you were single right? yeah exactly as well I because was, you do that when you you know yeah having, yeah, been, yeah, having yeah. been single for a week I know these things yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah and, uh, actually, you, and yeah, yeah. You, you kind of like even if you don't want to go out, you kind of think, yeah. I better go out. <laughs> and also, I mean, I might not go out for a while. I mean, my, so my girlfriend doesn't drink. Um, and it's like, I, you know, I do drink and it's definitely curbed my drinking. Yeah. And if, and if she ever heard this, she'd be like, nah, fuck off. You, you drink all the time. <laughs> but no, seriously, she didn't see me when I was like back from Canada and I was basically drunk every night. Um, and, but saying that, the fact that I'm thinking this now, I think has something to do with that as well. Like, I, it's not, for me, it's not a normal thing to be drunk all the time now, whereas it definitely used to be. Not like, not drunk all the time, but like, you know, you just, you just, I don't know, you, you find a reason to go to the pub. I used to go to the pub every night, like without fail. And that but was are for you, some years, you know, and now I don't do that. But I, I drink at home, but like, you know, a couple yeah. of beers, but like it's... See, I don't get hangovers. I do know. <coughs> which I which um, I think is worse because I think if I got a hangover, it's the, it's then the I cosh wouldn't... that keeps you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, yeah, I don't really get them. The only I think I probably had about two or three in my life. Really? Yeah. And they've wow, all, okay. all been with cheap white wine. If yeah. I drink cheap white wine, um, I sometimes wake up with just like the world's worst hang- mm. uh, head and, yeah, think, yeah. and think, oh, this is what a hangover is. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never had yeah. one of these, really, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank God I don't get them because it would be awful. But, um, at the same time, yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, it's the way that we it keeps you keep up. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I mean, it's literally your body mm. kind of doing that. Um, yeah. So that kind of makes it worse, but. But going back to the whole thing of 
you know, when, I mean, yeah, I, in answer, I, yeah, like a week, maybe I've not drunk, but, um, I mean, how do you compare that with like, I don't know, anything else like smoking or, uh, I, I have a bit of an issue with, <clears throat> I know I've got a bit of an issue with weed dependency. Yeah. Um, is it similar to like what I've said about alcohol? Yeah. But you can't imagine not doing it. I, <clears throat> well, there's a few things with weed. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the thing is, is that I I take it for like mostly medicinal. Well, I tell myself medicinal purposes mm. it is kind of the only thing that sort of sorts out my kind of racing thought, kind of anxiety, depression yeah, yeah. thing. Um, and I'm on pills for that, but it really is the only thing that kind of uh, just switches the switch off for a bit yeah yeah um and it is only for a bit depending on how good the weed is yeah. obviously. <laughs> and there's definitely um I, I you know i've had you have to kind of like research your strain a bit like i've tried a lot of different weed and some of it doesn't work for me in terms of it, it actually kind of makes me worse because it makes me paranoid yeah yeah um there's definitely like i don't know all the ins and outs because i'm not like a big weed connoisseur mm. <clears throat> or anything but um They've all got stupid names as well. I had some milk. They really do. I had they? some milk bone. The yeah, yeah. What, what is that? I just, oh, I I just see that as because there's, there's so many strains. They have now digested to like being, right, table cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. anything. It's just we need to make up a thing. That, well, and there's this thing you know, called like Kush, which I don't really know what that means because mm. I don't know my... Uh, drug terminology but it seems to be like a lot of different kush and the other day I got some lavender kush <laughs> and then like um, and there's like uh, cookies I don't know what the that just cooking shit. thing it's like <laughs> it's like that's, and they're not cookies that's in the strain yeah, yeah, is no, called yeah, like yeah. something there's one that's like milk and cookies and there's one that's like um, it's like dog cookies or something <laughs> as in D-A-W-G dog damn um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I've done a bit uh, yeah I've researched um, and you know, got my like strain that I like that works for me. And I do smoke weed, um, to relax myself, but I do it only really at home. And I, you know, it tends to be like a end of the night thing. Yeah. Um, I have smoked a lot recently just cause it's been a tough time. Yeah. But, um, but it, I, I do kind of depend on it. I kind of, yeah. I look forward to, going, to, to going home and smoking. Mm. Um, yeah. The thing I kind of hate doing <clears throat> is, which is happening a lot at the moment, just because all this shit's been going on, is um, like smoking and then thinking, oh, like I could go out tonight, but yeah. I don't want to because I've been smoking. Um, it's usually fine once I get out. Mm. Like I basically have to force myself to go out because it's just like I could just stay in and smoke weed. Would you say by definition it's a fairly antisocial drug? Yeah, I think Because so. there's a whole thing about people passing a joint, but actually... I know a lot there's of people. A, there's don't a really song feel. about it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> do you know one of the first uh, things I ever did on um, on a musical computer? Uh, <laughs> on a musical computer. You mean a keyboard? <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> you mean a synthesizer. Um, no, I no. Sorry, I mean like um, the first 
I'm not explaining this very well. <laughs> uh, the fir- one of the first things I recorded on a computer, yeah. the first piece of music I recorded on the computer was I did a remix of Pass the Duchy by Musical Youth. Wow. I wish I still had it. Oh my but, God. And when I, I say a re- when well. I say a remix, I didn't have like the stems, so I couldn't actually remix yeah, it properly. Yeah, yeah. I just cut up bits yeah. and then like sampled them and did yeah. stuff with it. Uh, yeah, it was quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just whilst we're on the subject. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it, it definitely weed is is an unsociable drug. I think, uh, but it helps me write. I know it's um, yeah. It does help me write. Um, the only thing I found with weed, really, in all my years, is that I will often think I've written something great. Yeah, and by morning it's not that yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine because you can do that with any drug. You know, I used, yeah. I used to write with red wine. I used to yeah. like drink a bottle of red wine and then write and mm. think I'm a fucking genius. Yeah. And then I wake up in the morning and go, no, nah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just, you know, and by the way, the tunes let it be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't it's, know. It I seems to, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's cliche, but it, you know, it works in different ways for different people. I can't smoke it at all. Can you not? Have I told you that? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I almost think I'm allergic to it. Really? Yeah. I've had horrific experiences on weed. Like what? Like, 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 tell us one well well i mean it's a weed story well not like well no not like not like you do anything but like you i've just i i mean people have told me when i've said people this to people they've been like oh you just need to like break through because i when i rice smoke it i feel like unbelievably depressed and anxious and like oh, I'm again gonna, though, like i'm gonna die like the actual weed well, i don't know because I've, I've probably done it maybe i don't know Less than 10 times, I think, in my life. I, I smoked, and most of it was at uni when I was like 18. And actually, the first sort of like two or three times was probably all right because I didn't smoke too much. And then, but even then, like, um, actually, no, saying that, <laughs> <laughs> just remembering the third or fourth time I was in my kitchen at, at uni, and a guy was so high and drunk, he basically gave me all of his weed. Right. And then I smoked most of it in one go. Right. And I felt like I was going to like, yeah. <laughs> I was I was basically like staring at myself in the mirror for about a night. So, <laughs> but like. But yeah, that can be a nice but that's, thing. But that's a thing. Yeah. But, but I, I've smoked it since and it's been like similar. And I've just kind of gone. And I've said that to people who do enjoy weed and they're like, oh, you need to break through. And then you're like, you know, you will. Yeah. You know, you'll kind of almost train your brain to accept it. And I'm just like. I didn't have to do that with alcohol. Like, I just, I don't, I can't be bothered. Like, you probably, I've, I you felt so did. bad with weed. Like, I don't really want to try it again because it's like, it's just, it just makes me feel really bad. So, and I don't like feeling like that. So, yeah. And, well, I, and to be honest, the, like I said, the time, the first few times when I was like pleasantly high, like it was all right, but I don't really remember it. Like, it wasn't like, like I remember the first time I was tipsy. And that was like, fucking hell, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I've kind of never looked back. Really. <laughs> there's a brilliant, there's a brilliant, um, I will recount lots of Charles Bukowski stories because I fucking love that guy. I do as well. I Actually, I, reca- so I, I recounted a quote of his um, the other day, but carry on, sorry. But uh, he's, I'm so he was a, just an insane alcoholic for most of his life. Yeah, wasn't like, he homeless at one point or something like... Actually, no, he wasn't homeless. He, that was the one thing he did all right. He managed right. to always found some, find somewhere to stay, but for the, but everything else was just a fucking tragedy in his life. But like, he, um, 
I can't remember what book it, I think it's um it might be the book about his childhood which is uh is it Hamon Rye or something it's all it's just like his horrible abusive childhood but like yeah there's a bit where he talks about the first time he drank which was which would be when he was like 15 or something and he was with his mate and they like raided his mate's dad dad's like liquor cabinet and yeah he he basically says like yeah I drank a cup of wine and it was like well this is better than my life <laughs> like and yeah that was it for the next like 50 years like yeah that's the way out that's where I want to be so he yeah. was just drunk most of the time but like yeah I, but I, do you, I, I mean that, can like, you relate to that because I definitely can I, as it I relate to it I don't know near as extreme as that but yeah. like I mean he was drinking like bottles of wine every day till he was like in hospital but like I definitely relate to that that's yeah you know like the kind of the buzz or the high whatever you want to call it I get from drinking definitely works for me whereas the high i have got from weed absolutely doesn't and um i don't know why that is either because everyone is it's all about you know like alcohol is a depressant which i i yeah i mean i feel a bit shitty after i've really hammered it but nowhere near as bad as when i was on weed i don't know what it is it's yeah i don't actually i don't think i've met anyone else who seems to have had that extreme reaction to it but i yeah that i yeah, I've, I've, I've felt really low on weed. I once was given a big fucking bag of weed by this guy who was just really, really drunk. A, a friend of mine, not yeah. just a random person <laughs> in the pub. No, it's a friend of mine, and I, I actually bought some weed off him. He's not a dealer, but he had a bit spare, and I bought some off him. And then he was like, he just gave me loads. I think yeah, I, just gave, yeah. I gave him like a tenner, and he gave me literally like 80 quids worth. Yeah, yeah. So I had fuck loads of this weed um but it this weed i don't know what it was was so bad in terms of uh it was good like it was strong but it was like the edge was bad oh man fucking hell (laughs) i was living at the time in a house in walthamstow and i think this house might crop up in quite a few stories throughout this podcast <laughs> because it was fucking mental. Um, I moved in with a group of people, um, the youngest of which, other than me, was, I think she must have been about four. So someone you were living with? Yeah, so yeah. she was an old friend of my older sister's, right? Yeah. And this girl was like, she'd actually lived with us a little bit when we were younger, because I think she might have been homeless at one point. Anyway, she's very, very kooky. I think she might be slightly autistic or something mm. like that. Um, but she's just, she, you know, when she sort of asks you if you want a crisp, she says, I don't know if you do want a crisp, but if you do want a crisp, it's okay, you can have one. Um, but, you know, one of those kind of like... <laughs> one of those parties. <laughs> <laughs> she's just really highly strung about everything. Anyway, she's really nice, though, I should point out. Um, so I I needed a place to live and I was living in London but like I needed a new place and um, my sister had said oh yeah my friend's got a room going at a, a place in Walthamstow and I was like I can't move to Walthamstow because I once wrote a song called Don't Want to Go to Walthamstow <laughs> <laughs> and it was on a, a compilation record <laughs> that had been released Um the one that had like everyone else on the 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on that. And uh, I thought, I can't move to Walthamstow because, um, you know, everyone really knows that song. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that song. And they're going to see me in the street. They're going to be spat at. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I did, I did move to Walthamstow and it actually wasn't that bad. But 
um, the house was a nice old house with no heating. It was a bit odd, but it was her living there and um, a guy she knew from somewhere and he just played chess all day, every day. Um, and he was a science technician in a, in a school. So you can sort of imagine what he might be like. Um, <laughs> he was really nice, but like not a lot of fun at parties kind of thing. No. Um, and this other guy who was a 80 year old, um, Indian chap. Uh, this house sounds insane. It was fucking mad. <laughs> when you said that, I mean, those are stories. I thought it was going to be like, mad. yeah, frat party. This is like, <laughs> no, man. This is like a social experiment. No, yeah. Yeah, it was like a really bad Big Brother. <laughs> it's like Big Brother, but they literally didn't vet anyone before they came in. <laughs> so um, I met this R. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to say his. No, I can't say his name. No, I can't say his name. Well, anyway. the old guy. He's probably dead. So Yeah, but. Oh, I'm not going to say his name. So this guy was insane. Um, the old guy, or the, the old, guy? the old, old guy. Right. Yeah. So I, when I very, I remember my very first meeting of him. I was just in the kitchen, and then he came down, and um, we hadn't really spoken um, more than hi. So we started speaking, and he sort of noticed. Like, I think he'd been told that I was a musician. I think he'd noticed some, me bringing some guitars in and stuff. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm a musician, actually." I said, oh, great. Oh, the like, old guy. Yeah, the old guy. Yeah. And I said, oh, great. Um, what do you play? And almost feeling like an absolute fucking awful person, I obviously went, oh, do you play sitar? <laughs> what? It was Indian. Oh, it was Indian. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah, Indian. yeah, sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, did you play sitar? That went way over my head. <laughs> yeah. He was from Reading, and I went. <laughs> he was when I say he was Indian as well. He was from India. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, he'd moved some point point in his life to to London. But um, so anyway, I said, "Do you play sitar?" And I immediately thought, "Oh, like you shouldn't say that. You can't say that. That's, you could play synth for all you know." <laughs> like, you know. Anyway, he went. No, 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 no. I don't play sitar. Don't mention the sitar. And I was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. And you, I like, I didn't mean to like." racially offend you and he went no it's not that my wife ran off of Ravi Shankar <laughs> mate so <laughs> of all the in, of right. millions of Indians you could have met so my wife ran off of Ravi Shankar and whatever you do don't mention the Beatles fucking and hell. I said that's hard for you I said ooh <laughs> that's going to be difficult and then I thought it's not like the Beatles are really that intertwined Ravi Shankar like they knew him. Well, George Harrison was, basically. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, that's different. But like, he was talking about the Beatles. It's like, what ring, what's Ringo? Yeah, you, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. You know, opening your, um, my balaclava. Little, little baklava. Balaclava. Yeah. Um, it's probably horrible. So anyway, right, he, he said, yeah, 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 my, my, my wife ran off with Ravi Shankar. I went, oh, that's, I can't have a baklava. They make me feel ill. It's like eating a block of butter <laughs> with sugar on it. It is a bit. Um, so I got, I, you know, was asking him, I said, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. And he, had, I didn't want to pry too much, but he really wanted to tell me, you know. Mm. Um, and he said, yeah, um, I had a child with my wife. Mm. And when the child was a little bit older, I got told that the child was not mine. It was Ravi Shankar's. Mm. And, um, 
uh, and you know, then my wife eventually just ran off with Ravi Shankar, and now they're together. Or but I don't know if they were still together actually. Might have just made that up. Um, and I was like gobsmacked, mm. but all the while thinking, "What, Nora Jones? Is your <laughs> is your daughter?" And so I said, oh, you mean Nora Jones? And he said, no, 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 no. No, the other one. The other one. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Anyway, um, time went on. I actually lived in that house for about three years. And wow. this, this guy got, it It was so cheap. It was £150 a month. All were they all there when you were there? They were all there. Wow. Yeah. And I just, I've never heard of this. this I used, they used to stay in my room. It was really strange. This is weird. Really, really, really strange. Anyway. So many things went on in this house, um, and I'll probably bring up some of these stories again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. But um, but uh, it, he, his behaviour just got more and more erratic and more crazy. He used to do really, really strange things. Like he once knocked on my door very, very loudly, the door to my bedroom, um, because he wanted to tell me that um, that I left the toilet seat up, and it was really, really annoying him. Him and I said, "Oh, that sorry, I like I didn't mean to." Um, uh, you know, I'll try not to do it again, but he wouldn't let it go. You know, mm. it was like a real kind of like to the point where I had to sort of yeah, shout, yeah. sort of be quite stern back with him, like you're not my mum. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a shared house. You know, yeah, I'll I won't do it again, but mm. like you need to stop kind of thing. Um, anyway, he got more and more erratic and more 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 and more crazy, and for years I thought. I started to think about this story, and I was just like, "It's no, there's no way it's true." I never ever thought it was true. What, and the Ravi Shankar thing? The, 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 the Ravi Shankar thing. Yeah. I thought he was just fucking insane. <laughs> and then we ended up like really falling out because he was getting so, so weird about like things in the house. But he was just like the worst housemate because he used to spit in the sink. Again, this is an 80-year-old man. This is an 80-year-old man. <laughs> I'm yeah. still trying to like imagine this. And it got quite sad because... Because I did feel kind of sorry for him because he's like an 80-year-old man living in a house share. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I, you know, you're thinking... Yeah, that's... It's like, it's actually, sad, you know? Yeah. Like, this guy's going to die here. This mm. is awful. Um, but he, yeah, he just got more and more rude towards me. He just didn't like me. Um, and... Uh, I think it was the sit-off thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I racially offended him as soon as I walked in. Um, but then it turned out he had a really good story about that was related <laughs> yeah, to the exactly. sit-up. Yeah, so, yeah. so anyway, he, um, I can't remember actually what we fell out about, but we had this like blazing argument one day absolutely just shouting each other um like really shouting each other uh and i went into my room and immediately put on um ravi shankar i immediately put on george harrison <laughs> <laughs> anything with, that i have on george harrison that has ravi shankar shit. <laughs> or any just sitar music whatsoever really loud wow um anyway finally after like three years of living there I um, finally moved out and you know like right up to the last day wasn't talking to this guy and it was things were really tense and um, I just thought he was insane and then about I think it was about six months later he came up as a suggested friend on Facebook this guy was on Facebook yeah this guy was on Facebook <laughs> This guy? this guy probably works for Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I, so I got his full name because his full name was quite a long, mm. um, like the, his surname was a very long sort of Indian, traditional Indian name, I suppose. Um, 
And so I thought, do you know what? Like, I'm just going to like Google him. (laughs) (laughs) Because... As you do. Because like, he was mad. But what if all his stories were true? (laughs) Wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if like that crazy, crazy old dude... Yeah. Like, all his stories are true. Anyway... That the first thing that comes up when you Google's name is Anushka Shankar, yeah, uh, talking about her childhood and how she initially thought her d- dad, yeah, was this guy, and wow. um, then found out that she belonged to Ravi Shankar, and she's now like a really famous sitar player, yeah, Anushka yeah. Shankar, yeah, she plays with her dad, you know, mm. um, and um, there was a whole article on, um the crazy Indian dude that I knew. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. Because, um, he'd, I think he'd spoken to the press about it and stuff. And, and it was like big news. Yeah. yeah. Like in the, in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And, uh, I kind of read his life story of what had happened wow. to him. Post. Um, and he told me all these things about, um, Oh yeah. I used to judge, dancing competitions in America and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, what? Like, always thought he was insane. And it just said, and it started like going into him and what he'd done in his life. And it was like, he used to judge these big dance. He was like, he worked in Hollywood and like, I think like it was maybe a bit around the Bollywood type Mm. boom as well. And, um, it was all fucking true. All of it. Like everything he told me was true that I'd gone. (laughs) What? Um, I'll make some cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get a beer as well. Are we still recording? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I lived in a flat... Why am I in the freezer? I don't know. There's a dead bird in the freezer. Oh, shit. And three dead squirrels. My ex-girlfriend used to like to collect dead things. I like how you got rid of all of the stuff, but you kept that. No, no. (laughs) Right. She asked me to keep them for her. So in the top drawer of the freezer... Does she have a freezer in that place? No, she, yeah, oh, she, so right. she, she doesn't have a freezer yet. Okay. And she said, I haven't got a freezer yet in my new place, so can I just keep them in what is now your freezer um, and you give them back to me at a later date? Can you, at some point in the future... You're an incredibly come back, <laughs> Come back with... And it's not just a dead bird. There are three dead squirrels in there. It's remarkable. Um, like mummified squirrels. Jesus. Uh, so at some point... In returning her <laughs> items, <laughs> you know, you kind transfer of transfer the, these corpses. Yeah, you know, you normally, normally, normally kind of do the kind of like, oh, I've got your Indigo Girls CD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got your mummified squirrels that are slightly thawed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, uh, give the you know that tra- the traditional the traditional thing. Walk down the street with some dead animals in, you know, a, in, a, thing, in, a, in a Tesco. Bag. You know that thing that everyone does when they break up with someone. They have to give back the dead, frozen dead bird. Fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a dead crow. Well, that's for her. Do you think they're with. cryogenically frozen, like um, mm. Walt Disney? <laughs> 
Who else is cryogenically frozen apart from Apparently that isn't true. I saw that the other day. It's, um, that's, a, that's an urban myth. But there are He was a Nazi there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. But there are people who are cryogenically Thank frozen. God he was a Nazi. Thank yeah, God yeah, you yeah, exactly. that rumor yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, there are people that are cryogenically are, frozen. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's anyone famous, but there are people who like test cases, and apparently their remains are still in some vault in California. But um, Apparently it's untested whether it actually works, so they might just be dead. <laughs> well, I thought it, it was... They didn't really know. Like, they're just freezing you to me it doesn't make sense like you, you're frozen you're dead well, your I, heart would stop I like. thought the point was that they they're freezing you to be thawed <laughs> there's probably a better term um, yeah, at, yeah, at a time it? when they can sort out whatever is wrong oh with like you. reanimate you yeah oh okay so there's, it's, it's basically died, working on the basis gonna bring you back it is quite life. weird actually when you think it's about it incredibly it, it's basically working on the basis that they will be able to work that out someday they haven't yeah. worked out that bit yet like it, that's quite strange yeah um, I don't see how you could either because all your cells have been dead. Well, I suppose they know they're frozen, aren't they? But um, speaking of uh, weird old dudes who are famous, yeah. did you know Charlie Chaplin was married... I think he was married five times, actually, but the thing I read today was about four of his wives and they were all underage. Oh, like sort of 13 or something? Mm, well, I think they were like f- 15, 16 or something. Yeah. I don't know why I went... Why no, I, no, no. Did I, well, yeah. I think I was thinking of Jerry Lee Lewis and his. No, it's the same thing. Same thing. Was I mean, it twelve or thirteen yeah, yeah. year old he married cousin? His cousin, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, um, but he was a bit. He was known for being quite uh, strange. That just seemed to be a thing back then because Elvis married someone who was blatantly a young teenager and like nobody cared. Was nobody that, cared. Is that Priscilla? Yeah, she was. Well, she was really, really young. She was right. definitely a teen, and nobody cared at all. Well, my, I mean, my mum was 17 when she got married. No, it was younger than that. Oh, okay. Definitely younger than that. But um, there was another person mentioned in this article, you know, Errol Flynn? Yeah. Like an old I mean, I don't, actor. not personally, no, no, but yeah. But he's an old school actor. He was in like Robin Hood and all that. He was kind of like, <laughs> the way it described it, he was basically the Chris Hemsworth of the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, yeah, does kind of sum it up. But yeah, yeah. I, I I read I read a book a few years ago that was all about like sort of old school hellraisers, like act, like back in the day when you before the internet, when you could be like a crazy actor and just do unbelievable shit and get away with it because like the tabloids were kind of like, oh, he's nice, he's a you know, he goes to church. We don't care that he probably killed someone. Yeah, as long as he goes to church, fine. exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, he's in some American films that like big up America, but like. Errol Flynn, um, there's loads of weird stories about him. He He's Australian, and then he went to America, like Mel Gibson, uh, went to America, became famous. Um, he's Australian. He's Australian. Like yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> like Mel Gibson. Don't know where I was going. You know what I mean. Like you know Mel Gibson. You know, know Australia. Yeah, Australia. Like that accent I did earlier, that was really awful. <laughs> Imagine a man saying that in the 50s, and his name was Errol Flynn. But like... He, um, I knew that he was, um, he was kind of like a, a gadabout. Like there was this, there's this, uh, there's a, word. I love it. Yeah. yeah good word. It's, there's like, um, there's a saying in like Flynn and that's from him. Really? Yeah. Cause he just shagged anything that moved. But I didn't know until I read this, he was like Charlie Chaplin. He'd go for very, very young people. And, um, he, yeah, I think he married, it might've married a few girls who were like underage, but there's one story where he, was base he his career kind of like fell apart shortly before he died actually because he was in a court case in the 50s where two 
young women said, well, they were like, I don't know what the legal age is in America, actually, but I think they were 17 and they were underage, basically. So it must be higher in America. And it was like statutory rape. And it was like, it was a huge, it was like the Harvey Weinstein thing of the 50s, because it was like this huge actor is like sleeping with young women, you know, like really young women. And um, basically he got off because uh, he had this lawyer who just, you know, destroyed the cases of these uh, two girls and said they were like floozies and everything. But while the court case was going on, he seduced a court intern who was also underage. Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody cared. It was just, ah, oh, in like Flynn. Yes. <laughs> the guy's a fucking paedophile. It's like, but yeah, but he was the same. He was just like, and even now, no one really, like I, I had to read the article before I knew that that was the case. And yet both of them were, well, legally, yeah. How do you feel about Paul McCartney writing a line such as, she was just 17, you know what I mean? Well, see, that's the thing, because, I mean, it's, 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 the, it's the legal age thing, which shouldn't... Uh, this is tricky ground. Like, in, like I was saying, in America, it probably was higher, because it's kind of like a you know, Bible-bashing country. So legally, you know, there was a court case with Errol Flynn. Like, legally, you did do something illegal. Um, when it gets to the whole ethical thing of like, oh, well, you know, how young is young and all that. I mean, I, I think that's almost, uh, well, it's not unanswerable because there definitely is an age, but like it's, that's the, that's the cutoff, isn't it? Like 15, well, not 15, but you know, 16, 17, 18, whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know what, what, what actually is the legal age in this country? I forgot. Uh, I think it's 16. Yeah, I think it's 16. I always thought it was funny that it's six, you have, you have to be. 16 to have sex, but 18 to, to buy pornography. Yeah. So you can't look at pictures yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. I always thought that was kind of strange. I think it's 16. Yeah, I that think sounds it, about right. Wasn't yeah. it, is it still 18 for gay men? I, I, there was a thing that about must that. Have or been did they, up did they bring that down? I think that must be brought up to date. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I think it might not be. I don't know. But see, the thing with, so when, how old was he when he wrote that? <clears throat> Was he like? Is it really, they were really young. Oh, that was they? early. Yeah, I mean, but he was still like. I'm going to say, I think that was quite an early one actually. Maybe, maybe he was nineteen, twenty. Yeah, I so mean, that's okay. But yeah, it's not illegal. Probably, not, probably not illegal at the time. Oh and yeah, don't go wrong. If I had a, it if was I knew, like a year or two's difference. If yeah. I knew someone who was nineteen and they were out a seventeen year old, I wouldn't think it was that. Exactly. Early, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd be like. I'd probably take the piss a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, you know. So yeah, in answer, I don't think that's that weird. Uh, but Jimmy Page, who definitely slept with 15-year-olds, that's incredibly fucking... That's that's not weird. That's illegal. That's bad. It's like, illegal for anyone to sleep with Jimmy Page. Yeah, exactly. Because he's a... Uh, um, I think he's like the National Trust look after him, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he's like a listed building. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Craggy face, yeah. He really does. He looks like he's got pastry underneath his eyes. <laughs> like little rolls of pastry. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a kind of, like a really upset drunk auntie at the end of a wedding. <laughs> she's re- She hasn't pulled, like, like she's really old and she yeah. is still... Doesn't like, want she, to be there. She's the, like, she's had four husbands. Yeah. But she hasn't pulled at the end of the wedding and she's really upset about going home and putting the heating on. And that's Jimmy just, Page. That's Jimmy Page. Yeah. Because he always looks so miserable. 
Yeah, he does. And he, and he looks really young for quite a long time, actually. So he's aged horrifically in quite a short space of time. Yeah. yeah. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Whilst we're on the subject of Led Zeppelin, that's a band that are on my list of bands that everyone in the fucking world likes, apart from me. Which I'm, afraid I'm, I'm afraid I'm with everyone in the world on this. What, you love Led Zeppelin? I don't love him, but I really like him. Yeah. I don't. And, I, and also, I see why people don't like them, because they are ridiculous. But it's only me that doesn't like them. They are. No, no I know a few people who don't like them. They are ridiculous. Like, they... I, I really, really, really like some of their songs, and there are some songs which are just like, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> this, is, this is what you listen to in the 70s. Well, like, acid. It's probably well yeah, about. exactly, yeah. But then, but then also, like, I read... Um, well, I'm actually, I'm halfway through a book. And I'm definitely not going to finish the second half because I've since learned that it's probably all lies. <laughs> okay. It's, I think it's Hammer of the Gods. There's a few books by them and there's a few that are like just, they've basically been revealed to be written by like disgruntled roadies basically. So, about, so this is about, about Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin yeah. Right. Like, I think that's the one I'm halfway through. And it is, I mean, yeah, when I found <laughs> that out, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to finish this then. But I, I actually, there's some stuff in it which I think probably is true. And that is like his descriptions of them as people and mo- <laughs> well, like mo- most things I've heard Jimmy about- Page puts pastry on the bottom of his eyes well exactly yeah yeah <laughs> like but I, I have I have heard from well not heard from but you know I've, I've read loads and loads of stuff that say Jimmy Page is just a twat basically like yeah. he's just full of himself he thinks he's God's gift to music and women and he's I mean he played a guitar with a what was it like a cello bow or something like that's you know. the guy from Seagull Ross does that but well, <laughs> I've, I've seen video of Jimmy Page doing that and it's not very good. But people are like, oh my God, it's Jimmy Page. Like, yeah, but like, I don't know. It, that's a weird band for me where I know they're ridiculous, but I still like them. Whereas, um, I don't know, someone like Kiss are just unashamedly shit. Well, yeah, let's think about what, what, what else is on my list of bands that everyone loves that I hate. Uh, I really don't like the Stone Roses, you know. Really? No. I'm afraid I absolutely love them. I, I know. That's like a childhood thing for me. Though. I mean, I, I like listening to them. I like some of that After they were Manchester good. stuff. Yeah. I was into Factory Records a lot. I obviously like. I, and I, I've got time for Happy Mondays. Like, I, I don't mm. like. But I would definitely listen to Happy Mondays over the Stone Roses. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't get it. I don't get the. It's weird because I. See, they're kind of proto Oasis. And yeah. I fully understand and I, I didn't like Oasis. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I like Oasis really. <clears throat> I don't think many Beatles fans like Oasis. Yeah. Well, you know, you know. well, according to Noel, Liam insisted that they call him John for a while. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know <laughs> According to Noel, really? that's true, yeah. Which, yeah, that, says, presume, it, that says it all for me. I presume really. after John Lennon, as opposed to, like, John, oh, yeah, John yeah. Snow. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Channel 4 presenter, I mean, yeah. not... Um, I once met Jon Snow, the Channel 4 presenter. Really? He is a huge man. I imagine. No, he, he does look he big. He is massive. He does look quite big, actually. He was yeah. stood, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine. He stores a screen. Yeah, but the screen's really thin mm. and tall. <laughs> then he fills the screen. Um, Whenever he walks on, on, they have to like, adjust the camera lower because it's on his neck. He probably really works really well in like portrait mode on your phone yes whereas other presenters don't yes <laughs> you know what i mean because stools and things he's like he fits into the portrait yes thing yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah of a large iphone yeah, yeah. seven he's plus or whatever well it is. yeah he frames yeah 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 um I, yeah my ex-girlfriend like a, like an ex 
XXX girlfriend um, worked at ITV and we used to oh. drink in um, in the pub opposite and I was once stood there and next to me was Trevor McDonald and Jon Snow mm. having a pint together. Nice. I can imagine that. It, it, it was really cool. Yeah. I, I realise there's no real end to this story, but it's <laughs> that, just, it's just what, a little what brag. What an end that is. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine that for a minute. <laughs> what an anecdote it is that I've got. And also the height disparity, because I think um, Trevor's pretty Trevor's small. quite small. Yeah, yeah. It's quite small, actually. Yeah. T-Mac, we used yeah. to call him. Yeah. Little T-Mac. I bet. I bet. Um, yeah. Seemed nice. Have I told you my favourite celebrity encounter that I've not really had because I didn't meet him, but I think I must have told you this, but my brother in the boxing match? No, I don't think so. So uh, my brother used to be uh, into boxing. I guess what they call white collar boxing, where it's kind of like... Um, On the street. <laughs> outside an office it's like a, it's like uh, he goes to Hamburg and he's like a, he dresses up in a sailor's costume yes and yes he puts, absolutely like, I'm doing like a put up your jukes <laughs> <laughs> like they, you put your fist right in front of your face partly partly like <laughs> okay that. sorry Carol but, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, what is white knuckle white, white collar I, can, uh, I white, think I think white, white co- I don't think it, I don't think it actually so is white, white collar knuckle. boxing white collar boxing is basically where like people who work in offices who want to blow off steam it's kind of like what it's fight club it's kind of like posh fight club yeah. <laughs> okay but then he isn't like that because he didn't work in an office he was like a radio guy but um he so yeah it was kind of like boxing for people who don't do it like from when they're kids effectively um so he went to this gym and boxed and he did one i think he only did one fight and it was one i watched and it was um funnily enough it was in the place where they filmed dragon's den so if you can imagine where they filmed dragon's den with a boxing ring there that's that's where it was he's that little goblin man yeah the bottom of the <laughs> he invited us in that, in that weird lift yeah, yeah. and um do you know he's the He's really Evan high. Davis. Yeah, but he's yeah. um he's like head of something at the BBC. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really not like just a presenter. No, no, he's political yeah. correspondent yeah, or something. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. Uh, it was kind of like an exhibition match. It might have been even like charity or something. And it was like, you know, five or six matches between all people who are amateurs, basically. Um yeah, so fights started happening, me and uh, my brother and someone else. And um I was sort of looking around at the sort of, you know, it wasn't too many people, maybe like a hundred or something around this ring and um, Michael Fassbender was there oh wow I like Michael Fassbender and he was cheering on the guy who was pummeling my brother <laughs> <laughs> and I mean he was like fucking do him fucking do him and it was like wow I watched um, he did a film called Hunger where he plays Bobby Sands the yes, Irish hunger striker I've seen that and it was, this, is, this is like the year before Michael Fassbender became huge because he was like a kind of really good British actor and I think he did that, the Hunger one, and it was like Hollywood noticed him. And the year later, he was in like five Marvel films or something. So after that, he was just like Michael Fassbender. But at this point, not not many other people really recognised him, I don't think, apart from like his friends. So for most of the fight, I was just like going, oh, my brother's getting kind of, you know, beaten up a bit. <laughs> and you're like, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Cheering on my brother's opponent. <laughs> and um, it was a really weird experience. <laughs> Because I really like him as well. I really liked him then. I thought he was a brilliant actor. And I was like, he's oh. great. I was gonna, I was gonna go and talk to him. And I was like, this is not the place to do that. Yeah, you'd have to go. That's my brother. <laughs> um, who won the fight? Uh, the other guy. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. And does your brother still do that? I don't think he's fought since, but he does follow it quite a lot. But wow. um, I didn't know that existed. Yeah, yeah. Do they wear? Yeah. 
It was a white shirt. No, 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 no. Okay. It's, it's, it's suggestive rather than like they're not actually in their suits. It's kind of it's a terrible yeah, put name. Put their ties around yeah, their yeah. head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a world I didn't know yeah. existed. My best celebrity encounter is. Um, I didn't even encounter him. That was the thing. <laughs> the only one I've got to come back at you with is that I went. I got tickets to a fashion show once in London, and I went. And I saw Sanjay from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I've got to try and work this out. Because you like EastEnders. I, I'm, we can get on to East, my love for EastEnders in a minute. and Because I've got reasoning for my like, okay. liking of EastEnders. I don't think I know who Sanjay is, actually. <clears throat> okay, well, even at this point, because this was probably 2006, like, 2007. Even yeah. at this point, it had been a long time since Sanjay had been in EastEnders. <laughs> It had been, it had been let's, about Let's rest years. assured, you were the only person who yeah, recognised Yeah, basically Sanjay there was a guy and I went, that's the guy who used to play Sanjay in EastEnders. Um, that's the only real um, celebrity encounter. I thought you met loads of people. Because you like record music. Oh, well, yeah, but that doesn't count. I mean, you, you recorded, um, who's the guy who died last year? There was a film about him. Daniel Johnston. Oh yeah, I mean, you recorded but, it. You didn't meet him. No, I didn't meet but him. You recorded. I didn't meet him. Huge. But I, well, yeah, I, I put out a song of his. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't counting. You know, I mean, I've met George Ezra because yeah, that's, we used to that's play, way bigger than Sanjay. Play, you know, he used to be everywhere we used to be because we were. Kind See, of, that's pretty cool. I like stuff like that. Yeah, you knew people before they were famous. Yeah, but, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but he, he was a bit of dick. Yeah, but he is a dick. <laughs> yeah, everyone, he's always a dick. <laughs> publish it I don't think we should publish this bit I might get in trouble <laughs> but I really don't like George Ezra yeah. I don't like his music and he was a real dick an um, insufferable musician yeah real real um, also he didn't always sing like that really he just started oh, doing it one day oh then, that is interesting but actually. then yeah. so did Bob Dylan so really yeah Bob Dylan apparently he didn't always sound like a goat well, he didn't always sound like a goat because if you listen to like early Bob Dylan, he doesn't sound like that. He doesn't do that all the time. He's sort of, it wasn't very like a slow process as well, apparently. I'm not that big on Dylan, but I'll find out more. But apparently he just sort of one album just, and everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, fast he just forward 50 years. He's fast forward 50 years and he's, <laughs> but now he's got like a smoker's cough so it's like <laughs> um, did you see that recent footage of him getting really annoyed at a gig mm-hmm. uh, I think that's most gigs probably I think it was to do with people photographing him or filming him mm. with their camera phones and he got like really shitty mm. like really shitty like he, I think he walked off wow yeah or like he, yeah, I think he played like two songs and then walked off. For a guy who basically lives on a tour bus, he doesn't come across as a guy who enjoys playing live. No, but that. he's so far down that road now that that's you wouldn't know anything else. I mean, he, he started when he was really young. But he's released lots of albums. Like, he could just keep releasing... I mean, the Beatles yeah, was, didn't tour okay. for like half their career. That, that's and true. that didn't really affect them. That's true. He could probably stop touring. Neil Young still tours though, doesn't he? Yeah. But I, I get the impression um, he likes it. Like... I think I've seen him actually at Glastonbury and he did seem to be enjoying it. That was when he was still with his wife. Was it? I think so because I think his wife played with him on like I remember them stood side by side playing an organ together Mm. and then he left his wife for um, the lady from Splash. What's Splash? What's Splash? Oh, the film Splash. The film Splash. Oh, they're even a band. Yeah, no. Yeah, Daryl Hannah. Oh, Daryl Hannah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mermaid. He's with Daryl Hannah. He's with Daryl Hannah. 
Isn't he like 20 years old? Uh, yeah, maybe even more. I think wow. like 27 or something. I don't know. Wow. I'm, I'm okay. pulling that out of the hat. But I think it's, I think it's a big age gap. Very attractive. Uh, I I don't know. I, I love Neil Young. I didn't know that at all. But the, he crazy. left his wife for Daryl Hannah. Wow. Yeah. Because he saw Splash and realised how great it is. <laughs> There's actually a really good film, Splash. It is actually, yeah. I remember hearing that Mark... I always say Mark Commode. Mark it's Kermode. As, as he says himself, yeah. it's, a, it's not a portable toilet. Yes. So Mark Kermode uh, says that's like a really great film, like one of his yeah, favourite films. Yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. Um, I really like Big. I like Big Big's a as well. Film. But um, I was look, trying to find Big on Netflix the other day and I typed it in and realised that they remade it. Oh, please, no. Yeah. No. Why? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Because obviously it's Maybe not I'll with him, watch and like, he's the reason it's good, really. <laughs> like, yeah. Otherwise it would just be another sort of kooky body switch movie from the 80s, which there are quite a lot of. But I, I think that's basically fantastic, what the remake is. It's like, oh, um, man. It's, it's Freaky Friday is another one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and they remade yeah. that with, I think, with Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Lindsay yeah. Lohan. I had a story about Lindsay Lohan the other day. It's probably a lot of stories oh, about I can't. Lohan. I don't think I can repeat it. I don't think Someone I know who works at um, Babington House, which is the big... Yeah, the celeb house outside the, of... The room. celeb, like a... What is it? Like Would you call it like a country club? Kind of, Like yeah. a sort of... You have to... Yeah. I think it's like... Cost like you do have to join and it costs money, yeah. Yeah. And so you, like, you, you get a lot of celebrities people there. there. And I have this story about Lindsay Lohan. She went there. Um, my friend who works there had to help her out of a, quite a compromising situation. I can't repeat it, though, can I? Shit. I, I'm, I'm just amazed she was like, there, to be honest. Um, she was there, yeah. Because mostly it's like Britpop people who go there. She... Okay, we won't publish this bit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop the podcast, but I'm going to tell you now, and then maybe we'll come back mm. with your reaction. See, that's kind of... I Like, Lindsay Lohan is kind of a... A joke in that respect because that's kind of all people know about her but she's one of those people who like i don't know i i i i <laughs> she's she's a millionaire hollywood dynasty um celebrity who i will never meet in my life and yet i do wish the best for her because <laughs> I, I... <laughs> sorry because, because like most people I couldn't give a fuck about but like but you I, do care I about do Lindsay care Lohan about Lindsay Lohan a bit because Why? because I remember watching films with her when she was a kid right. and she was good in those I, uh, I, sorry I, okay, she was, she was in The Parent Trap and she was good in The Parent Trap and she played two people in The Parent Trap and she was like 10 and I watched her in a few other films and she's good in Mean Girls and like I've never seen Mean Girls and when all that happened I was probably like 14 or something so I didn't really care but like it's the fact that she's been going through that for like probably like 15 years now. And every time it, have you ever seen it, her on um, like late night talk shows? Because uh, she's, bro- she's broken down a few times. Like, because she'll be on like Conan O'Brien and he'll, he'll kind of like, he has to talk about it because that's basically why she's there. And he'll, he'll kind of like, yeah, like, are you okay now? <laughs> and she just starts crying and it's like, she is she is really damaged. <laughs> she's, I think she had something fucked up in her life. Like, I think her parents treated her really badly or something. And she's clearly just a drug addict and an alcoholic. And like, I don't know. I just, I don't know why. I just, I always thought like, yeah, she kind of deserved that, really. If, I almost feel like if she wasn't a celebrity, she definitely wouldn't do that. I feel yeah. like, I feel like if she was a normal person, she would be like, she'd sort of um, have it sorted out by now. But yeah. Sort it out, Lindsay.
Yeah. If you're listening, sort out, Lindsay. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> someone else help us sort it out. But yeah, no, it's um, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> Through all the things we've talked about, Lindsay Lohan's well-documented substance like, abuse has actually bummed me out. I just, I, I think it's because it's near here as well. It's like fucking hell, she was here. I could have helped her. <laughs> <laughs> she could have called me. <laughs>